0: Welcome to the J Train Podcast This J Train Jared Freed Coming to you live from the quarantine cabin On the Lower East Side of Manhattan We are here Mondays and Thursdays With your emails, your stories, your questions I say it every episode, let me say it again Thank you, thank you for listening, thank you for telling a friend Thank you, that's how it all works People, you tell a friend, a co-worker A brother, a sister, a mama, a papa Anyone with ears, and then they Tell a friend, a brother, a sister, and that's how we grow So thank you for telling Friends and co-workers, it is we are getting into winter time and right now there's somebody that needs the ability to put their brain on the shelf. That's what this is all about. Let Papa JT take the wheel. Let the wizard of haz take the wheel. Let me be your guide through the treacheries of anxiety that is a covid winter. Ooh! Even the phrase covid winter made me sad. We've gone into the COVID winter, never to return. Doesn't it feel like that should be said? So listen, help your friends through the COVID winter. Let me be your guide through the the dark woods of COVID winter. I can help you. I can help your friend, your brother, your sister, your mama, your papa. And if you're looking for other ways to get involved with the J train, your boy, Papa JT, the Climax are. I got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash Jared I'm doing three additional podcasts a week for $5 a month. That That is what a lot of people call a deal. So holiday time starts getting darker earlier, COVID winter. Patreon.com slash Jared to help you through the cold months. Also, I'm I'm trying to get out there as much as I can, as much as places are open, if you want to come see a show. I think this will be out before, but Indianapolis for New Year's Eve weekend, Indianapolis, uh, jaredfried.com, jaredfried.com to get tickets. And we're on YouTube, YouTube land, hello. Trying to build this YouTube platform, trying to get you over there. So, youtube.com slash jaredfried. I'm doing vent sesh. We're doing vent sesh, which is like an advice show. Uh, The Bachelor Rose Rehash After Show, it's all there. Subscribe to the YouTube page and these full episodes are there. So that's all exciting stuff and, you know, that's a free way to get involved with what's happening here. So I'm very excited about today's guest. An OKP on the podcast, original key player, hilarious (laughs) comic that you should all be following. He has two radio shows. Uh, He's got DYM which is every Friday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And he's got Celebrate, which is on Wednesdays at 4 o'clock on Sirius Raw Dog Radio. Sean Donnelly, thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. It's so good to see you. I'm so glad to be here with the pandemic shaman. You're going to take That's us right. through. You will take us to the promised land. You will take us. You with will take us up staff, the mountain of <laughs> a, a big staff, a huge long beard. You have a burrow like a, you know, just have a, a just a donkey that you have all your supplies on. That's and, right. <laughs>
0: Plenty of snacks, a lot of popcorn, <laughs> a lot of skinny pop. Yeah, you I think that's good for that journey. Do you think popcorn is really a snack? I, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be all things I like: skinny pop, pretzels. Someone would be like, "Where's like the molasses and cooking, you know, and cooking utensil? I'd be like, "No, I brought like the hundred calorie packs of skinny pop. <laughs> no. That would be." What yeah, they're I like, bring on my donkey. Like,
1: Do you have protein bars? She's like, no, I have white claws and skinny
0: pop. That's what that's <laughs> <laughs> To get us through. What did you bring? Did, did you bring any? Did yeah, I you brought, bring any vo- uh, Tito's
1: vodka? <laughs> I brought Skittles and uh, and and, and uh, a bull- was, the, was the fireball shots. That's what I brought.
0: <laughs> Sean Donnelly, uh, so glad to have you here. Everyone needs to go follow Sean at Shawnee Time. At Shiny Time on Instagram, go follow. Uh, celebrate Wednesdays at four. Well, tell us about Celebrate. What is it? Uh, well, as you know, It's on Serious uh, is, is it a podcast too, or is it just on Serious?
1: It's just on Serious. It's a weekly radio show every Wednesday at four on Raw Dog ninety nine because that's how I do it. Raw Dog, Jared, a very they really gonna cha- they gotta change the change name the name of, that. name of that channel. Yeah, they
0: should. Why uh, wasn't it wasn't it like a whole thing where it was like this is where you get your real comedy. I think it was like, yeah. I think they try to do
1: the thing of like, this is where the AIDS jokes are, and then and then after a while, that became kind of played out. But now it's 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 a great channel. We got us on there. We got uh, Andy Fury showing there. So it's a great channel. But it's just one of those on things Celebrate. that. Yeah, yeah, you've been on celebrate, exactly. But it's one of those things where I don't know if I give off a raw dog vibe. I don't think I <laughs> I don't think
0: I have. That. You hope you don't. It's you one hope of those, you don't.
1: Yeah. Raw <laughs> dog's really become kind of a a brutal phrase. You know, it's, it
0: really is. It didn't age well. Like it, it, didn't. it was at, at some point, Raw Dog was fine enough and funny enough yeah. to be a name of a radio station on a very major satellite platform and now we're just like, yeah, I'm on raw dog. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: We make fun of it all the time. But we yeah. do. And
1: actually even the show, the show's called Celebrate. And we we take one topic a week and we celebrate it because
0: everything's kind of shitty right now. So why not uh, be try to be positive about something? <laughs> Listen, the positivity, uh, looking at the positive, it, it is interesting That that is like a wheelhouse now. Like it never you never thought things would be so negative that being positive would be like a good play it'd be a hook yeah how could positive yeah that's how shitty things got that positivity became a hook it became a whole yeah (laughs) i get that response a lot from this podcast because we're you know we're talking about luxury issues here nothing here is like you know most too heavy yeah yeah, every now and again we get like a, a a thinker and a serious one but like for the most part we're talking about things that like someone could always go what do like someone could always come into this podcast during the taping going hey hey shut it off there's more important things right right <laughs> that's what people want these days they want to escape this is the escape they need celebrates the escape they need and you have a podcast that i want everyone to go listen to dym i i i have a place in my heart for your podcast i i i was a part of when you first started it. <laughs> yes, that's true. And you wanted to have a movie podcast, and we were trying to come up with names or ideas for the hook again, the hook
1: the hook and the hook was originally the hook was you defend a movie that nobody uh, you like that nobody else does but Jared what happened with that is nobody would do it nobody (laughs) would come in and defend the freaking movies so then we had a little segment on there where where we'd team up two movies against each other which we still do so Mm. now what it's become because we can be looser on the podcast it's movies and more we talk talk a lot about movies there's a lot of movie references there's a lot of Seinfeld references we talk Mm. about random stuff but then we'll also we'll do the movie showdowns where we do the verses but we instead of it being one movie now it's two movies that are kind of related either by director or by genre
0: and then we, i like that we
1: get really passionate and go back and forth on those on on different points acting directing cinematography all that stuff so so
0: considering the time of year you would like pit two christmas movies against each exactly. other. exactly we just did we just did what's the best thanksgiving movie and we had a
1: whole bunch of we what did, was uh, it between we did, uh, I, I came up with Planes, Trains, and Automobiles as the best Thanksgiving movie. People love that movie. It's a and great they, movie. I grew up on that movie.
0: It's a great he, movie. That is one of those movies that like I could put a person with it, like in my life, that would be like, that's their movie. Yes. Yeah. And you have somebody in mind right now that you would put Yeah, with I'm thinking Planes. of like someone from high school that like specifically, I'm yeah, um, like, they would just have it you know, taped to the wall with Velcro and they'd like rip it down like, yeah, let's just do Plans Trans, and <laughs> Automobile. And you'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we're doing this again for the day. <laughs> um, Watch this for the 18,000th time. Yeah, well, yeah. The, if it's my 18,000th time with them, then it must be their 40 millionth time. Um, do you do you have a movie like that? That it's like your what's your go to? What's so, your so like, I mean I not to go back you know I I don't know if this is still in the catalog, but people can go and listen to DYM yes, if you haven't can. subscribed to it. I've been a guest on it when yes. you were defending the movie, and I defended. Um, House Guest. Uh, I'm sorry, not Jingle All the Way. I knew it was a
1: Sinbad movie. House Guest. Yes, you did. It's my family's (gasps) favorite movie.
0: That's right. I forgot about that. The family gets together and watches House Guest. Love it. And then one time I went on stage with Sinbad and I was like, this is like a huge moment for me. I was like, like I needed a picture I needed everything like because like I was like my parents have to see this and I remember telling him going hey man like he brought me on stage and I was like you dude house Guest is my family's favorite movie and I, I love my it was the perfect Sinbad response and especially I I know he's had a stroke recently I hope yeah, he's okay yeah. my good friend Sinbad but I he I remember it was such a funny response he was like like to him it was like of course that's your family's <laughs> favorite movie. Like, there was no <laughs> irony to it, to him, which I loved. And that's why
1: Sinbad, Sinbad. And that's why yeah. Sinbad, like, that's, that, that's, the, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the, not the,
0: I wouldn't even call it the ego, just the confidence of confidence. a Sinbad. Just the confidence of There's a Sinbad. There's a thin line between confidence and ego, and Sinbad is all confidence no ego. Like, there was, I don't think you any, like, I, I, meeting him, I was like, he was telling stories that I just remember sitting there being like, I can't believe I'm listening to the Sinbad story <laughs> from Sinbad.
1: Like, well, I'll tell you, it's also kind of goes back to what we're talking about with the, everybody wants to celebrate the things, like, mm. like they want to escape because there's nothing, like, it's like House Guest. You watch it, it's a fun
0: movie. It is a fun it's movie. It's a fun movie. It's, um, it's a very interesting movie. I, I think we got like so deep in the weeds We did. Of it. You made it about race relations. <laughs> I think it's good for race relations in this country. So I, I, everyone go follow Defend Your Movie, uh, DYM. You can follow it on all the podcast apps. It's every Friday. Add it to your rotation. Put it in that Rolodex of podcasts that you listen to because, again, we all need these light things. What you, You're a Seinfeld aficionado, I would call you. Uh, yes. I would even say that. You know every line,
1: every episode, right? I, I, not every line, every episode, but I know, I know things like I would know more than, like I can do, I can hold my own on in any conversation about Seinfeld.
0: So, more, more than hold my own, I should say. So I wanted to ask you because I was just at home, I was in Florida with my parents, and like there is no way to avoid this is an episode of Of Seinfeld Seinfeld. from Del Boca Vista. Like there's, (laughs) there's so many, and you don't want to be the cliche. You don't like, you want to tell stories about it, but you know that eventually someone's going to go, yeah, it's a Seinfeld episode. And you're like, no, but this is my life. Like (laughs) this is actually happening. Have you had, do you like you want, like, have you gone to a Florida retirement community and like, it, like to me, going down to, like, I would assume that if you came down with me, it would be like riding the rides. Like, it would be like going to Universal Studios and doing, <laughs> like, it is such a real version
1: of those episodes. Yes, I'm sure it would be like with the yeah, with people dying and then having dinner at three o'clock in the afternoon and the and the and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. would. It'd be, it'd be like a fantasy camp for me. It'd be like a Seinfeld fantasy camp.
0: Do you have a favorite Seinfeld episode where they go to Florida? I had to ask you this. One of the
1: I like the one with the um, when uh, uh, is it Kramer runs for president of the the condo board I think so Kramer good. runs for president Cra- and then and then Jerry gets them the it's not the wizard it's the Willard because he gets him he gets he gets a, uh, Kramer gets a deal from Bob Sacamano and they're all broken and they and they don't calculate tips properly so Kramer loses Kramer loses the presidency <laughs> so he goes Morty I just left
0: twenty percent on this <laughs> on this three dollar dude and, and it's for- one of those things. And that like you know the Jews being cheap thing is like an offensive thing to people sure but but it's I I, I see that and I go this is very much a Jew like there were like there were <laughs> things like I'm not saying Jews are cheap but they're very aware of those small minutia of like 20 percent I just left 20 percent and getting mad at someone because like I we li- we my parents and i went to the beach and my dad pulled out thanksgiving leftovers at a beach club (laughs) and and i wouldn't call my dad cheap that would be an insult of some sort but i would say to i would say that us going to the beach club and if i ordered something off the menu it would injure him personally like it would offend him in such a way how could you not try to sneak in like he had a turkey like like an like a medieval king on the beach and all i could think about were those seinfeld episodes just like how like someone would look at that and go yeah look at those cheap jews but like to me i was like no no no, this is just so much more than that this is about cheap you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, he, I also,
1: but here's the thing. I think I might go across the board sometimes too, because like, I think a lot of people are cheap or frugal or mindful of their cash. Cause my, we used to go to the, when Woolworths, this is how old I am. Woolworths was a thing. And there was, a, we used to go to a movie theater near my house in Long Island and we'd go to Woolworth and get candy and then sneak candy into the movie theater. That but that makes sense to me. But I yeah. guess I oh, you're guess, saying because it's the beach club. It's like come on, drop a couple bucks for some fries or something at the beach. I,
0: I don't know. I I I guess it's it's not even the act of like. It's not about saving the money. It's about you are a like like it would, like it's almost like, Jared. Who do you think you are to not try right. and sneak it in? <laughs> Does that yeah. make sense? You know like yes, going to Woolworths, yes. you yeah. know like like it's not like he's doing this cuz he needs to pack away a lunch. Right. He is just more offended that there could be food in the fridge right. that wasn't <laughs> being utilized for such a thing. Yes, absolutely. I know what you're talking you about. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah, like and yeah. again, just like Sinbad, it's a thin line between confidence and ego. It's a thin line <laughs> between cheap and Sin- a personal thing some kind of weird goal like some kind of
1: weird (laughs) goal in your brain to see what i can get away with kind of thing you know
0: well i'm happy you're here sean because our first email is about tv and i am happy to have you as our expert and i want everyone to go follow sean at shawnee time at shawnee time on instagram it's going to be all over my social media and it's called dym that's the podcast every friday One,
1: one more thing before you get to that. I was just going to say that. You know what else it might be? Because we both of us don't have kids. It might. You think it's a parent thing as well? Almost like when your mom saves plastic bags from things and has them in her bag or like saves napkins to like wipe your face when you're a kid. I, like, I
0: think there, there's something to that where it's like yeah. a, it's a it's being prepared. It's being prepared. Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, there, there will be a time where I'll have to spend money at the movies or the beach club. But until that time. Yeah, I don't. I want to be saving up. I think there's something to that. Yeah, I think that like it it is. But I, I, it is funny that Seinfeld like captured that. Someone was like, "Oh, the," like I always thought that someone could take just the trip to the Florida community and just make that a whole show. They could absolutely. And, and you never know I'm, why I'm, that never happened, maybe because of the comparisons to Seinfeld. But like what isn't compared to something else?
1: Well, you know what it is? I, 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 no, I think that probably ha- there, there must have been, you know, we're in Absolutely. show business and there must have been a pilot that was made that was based about a guy who, who had to move down with his parents at one of these places. It I must mean, have been full time, even though I know Seinfeld did it. But that's 30 years ago at this point, 25 years ago, whatever it is, just yeah. like I did. There's never really been a show about a doorman. I wrote a show about a doorman building that we tried to get it made and it didn't get made. But there's never been a doorman show. And you're like, how is that not possible? You what know, was
0: like that? the response to the doorman. Like, what was the negatives? Like when they say oh. you, you're, you're sitting there being like, so for those at home that don't know this, like you go out and pitch a show. You're like, here's the idea. I wrote the script for it. So you did a show about a doorman. Doorman buildings here in New York are just like, you know, yeah. there's a whole thing to it. I worked in one for
1: 2 years, so I wrote it based exactly based off the building that I worked in. Like even the character names were close or on the point of what what the guys I worked with were named. Yeah. Uh so the reason why I'll just say this cuz at this point it's like, you know, everything's out in the open. Anyway, it's like um, it wasn't the topic of the doorman building that why it didn't get made, or I don't think so. What I, what I, the vibe that I got, or the feedback that I got, is that it was for Comedy Central, and it wasn't weird enough for them. Like we, it actually was a fairly weird uh, show, and had some moments in it where you're like a little bit absurdist. But apparently, they, I think they wanted very at the time they wanted very weird, super. weird. I could
0: see where they're like they're looking at the success of Workaholics, where Workaholics yes. is a very normal premise three yeah. guys work together in an office and then As it's personality just, based yeah and yeah, then yeah. it goes into wacky world of like everything's uh high you know uh a, a, a hijinks ensue type of situation exactly exactly so that's what i think happened with this
1: so i i still have it and i I might try rework it or whatever it is not that's the boring part but but, what's but it's crazy to me that this hasn't been made yet in this setting because it's such a great and it's
0: a world like i i think that's like for a lot of tv shows you're just like what's the world that we're going into exactly you're going into doorman world and and especially now i would think that show works because of the class differences. The, the us versus them aspect. And that's
1: what this was. The whole yeah. pilot was about that. The whole thing was about it.
0: Yeah. The, I mean, listen, if you're out there listening and you're in Hollywood, if Mr. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood or Mrs. Hollywood is listening, uh, Sean act Shawnee time. <laughs> hit, me up. Uh, hit him up. Um, <laughs> but, well, on this subject, Jim and Pam, my personal nightmare. There's been a lot made of how bad Jim and Pam are. Are you? Are you an Office fan? I'm a a huge office fan. I'm a huge office fan as well. Big fan of you up in J-Train. I've told everyone I know about how funny you are. Not sure if you had this question before. It's kind of random. Wanted your thoughts on Jim and Pam's relationship from The Office? I just finished the series last night and couldn't help but think about how dysfunctional their relationship was with Jim secretly buying them a house and Pam secretly selling their house, etc. Would love to hear your thoughts. Feather, feather. So, Sean... These, these storylines of Jim and Pam are from later seasons because she's just getting done with the show. Right. But Jim and Pam, there's been a lot made of revision, revisionist history of how bad they are as a couple. I mean, I've been talking about this for a long time, but even as long as I've been talking about how Pam kind of stinks, they've been, people have been talking about this online for a long time now. Well I,
1: I'll agree with you in a way I think what happens is this it, it, like, it, it's almost it actually kind of is pretty true to life because look what happens to relationships over time like things get a little bit you know either played out or people grow apart sometimes or weird shit sure. happens where dysfunctional shit happens but the first few years of that show and the, that's one of the one of like his the unrequited, not even unrequited, the part where they were friends and he's into her and she's mad like that could not have rang truer for so many people when that show first came out like that that alone now you could chalk it up to like you know the show went way longer than maybe the relationship part of it should have they maybe should have had them break up at some point in the show but I think they were worried about pissing off fans of the show but yeah I think it does get weird after a while because they were trying to keep it as fresh as it was in the beginning even relationship wise and tv writing wise so I think like I think yeah they were trying to do like even like yeah there is a lot of there's a lot of weird parts where Pam is like expects way more out of Jim than Jim expects out of Pam like it, it's not a two-way street kind of thing it was almost like a Pam is the focal point and the the of the relationship the whole time it wasn't like a partnership if you're really talking in real relationship terms <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like if you if you if you love each other that much shouldn't shouldn't the shouldn't the scales even out at some point where it's like I'm going to do for
0: you what you've done for me. And, you know, like that kind Even, of thing. But I, I agree with that. I mean, I guess as, as the more the more the storylines kind of stack up, the more you're like, wait a minute. We've been watching this couple for six years now and nothing has. It's always the same beats, you know, right. different, you know, same dance to a different song. And but I would say it's funny because now people look at how the relationship started and they go well look at her she cheated basically cheated on her fiance and it's funny like when you look at it from one angle versus another like if you look at it from Jim and Pam's angle you're like yeah that's how anyone acts as their when they're going when they're dating someone yeah. that you also have in your life you're treating as a side character you know like yeah. she treats yeah. Roy as a bit player he was a bit player he on was the show. A bit player on the
1: show, yeah, exactly. So,
0: and, and it's like people then go, "Well, try to defend Roy," and you go, "Who acts that way when they're trying to find love? Someone gets fucked." Right, right. Well, you also have the angle. That angle. So that's what I didn't mind the first
1: couple of years. The angle of their relationship at the beginning, or Har and Roy, was the whole idea was he was a bit player because, well, not just because of the the, the you know the time to the time economy of the show, but also. Because it was supposed to be wrong. The, the, basically, the equation was supposed to be like, "Hey, they have this connection, and she's in a relationship that's wrong, and this guy's not the most sensitive of guys, and really doesn't give a shit about the relationship." That was kind of the point over the years yeah. of that.
0: So I, I have no problem being and like, I get, and also nobody looks at Pam as a sad figure because you're like, she's got Jim, right? You know, right. batting his eyes at her, and you're like, good, she'll fall into Jim's lap
1: right exactly like she had that the, the support there and then you realize like oh this could be true love or whatever you want to call it like and it's, that, that's the exciting part and like you said like the other part was a big part this is the, the main focus of the show is them getting together and oh man all these all these near misses all these all this you know she's being treated shitty and then and, and then like even there's even a part in a later season where she's like I can't believe it took me four years to see that I should have been with this guy like that kind of thing like yeah. I, I, I still think by the end they should be together. I think the whole idea was how the, the the show the people creating the show were like how can we keep this as attractive as it was in the beginning towards the end, which is really hard to do. And sure. I did not even I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to ruin people's time, but I read something that they were gonna maybe make them break up at one point, and they weren't gonna get back together in the show. And then I'm like. I think if you're if you're if you have this phenomenon that was The Office after people started watching and getting into it, and by the by the time that show ended, people would have lost their minds if that couple would have broken up. That's another thing.
0: You your mic went out for two
1: seconds. Lost uh-huh. their minds. People would have lost their minds if they would have broken up on the show.
0: Like they would. would yeah, have been I think involved. you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think now because we have it on on Netflix that you can just watch it over and over again. You start to go, ah, this relationship was kind of fucked up, but that's what happens with every relationship that you look at from the outside. Yes. Like my dad used to say this all the time growing up. I don't know if it was the saddest thing he ever said to us, but he would always (laughs) say he's like, Every family relationship is good. It's the people from the outside that tell you how fucked up your relationship is yeah. that end up making you making the family fight with it, with each other because you know over time you and your family meld together in a way that is a yin and yang type of way where it's like you you know when to back off, they know when to like go forward yeah. just like it's you're saying with nature. Jim and Pam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jim and Pam you'd go yeah, I felt like Jim always made you know, concessions for Pam. In the relationship, Jim goes, this is how we work. So it's like when you bring in like a girlfriend that goes, Boy, your whole family really gives you shit. And you're yeah. like, yeah, that's kind of how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yes, and then yeah, yes. and then it gets into your head you start going they do give me shit yeah, and, <laughs>
1: yeah it, changes, kinda, it, it can change the dynamic an outsider can change change the dynamic of a relationship and that's
0: what we do with Jim and Pam because I make fun of Pam all the time on Twitter but like I'm doing that from the perspective of like yeah I'm on the outside I, I can shoot little snipes and go sure. and it doesn't matter to me I'm just noticing and, the, and, the, and, the, and
1: the, the person who wrote in is is, is, is kind of right because it, the, if you watch the evolution of the relationship, the whole thing is like Jim chasing Pam, Jim chasing Pam, Jim chasing Pam. And the minute he's settled in and he's not like in reverence of her and he's like, I'm going to do something for myself, is when she has a problem with the relationship. Because he does that yeah. thing where he starts that company in the show without telling her, which, yes, that's a problem too. They're, they're holding secrets or whatever it is. and But I think that the whole idea is how are you going to make – the show more exciting. If they have a secret, then it becomes more exciting. Now, but the the fact of the matter is, she really... You could look into it even harsher and make it even... Get deeper with it and be like, oh, she's bummed that he's trying to better himself. Because she had an opportunity once with going to that school like if you really wanted mm. to like, look at it like a real relationship she's like hey I want you to say status quo like I am like why aren't you contented sure. in what's going on here and he's trying to like break out of that and like do something for himself and not just stay in this hole so so it's kind of it is kind of a shitty dynamic because it's like, she's like first off it's like why is not why is any bit of the attention off of me right now I, I thought I was the focal point of this whole thing and story wise yeah. that was the thing for a while and then on top of that if you look at real relationships relationship terms it's like oh you you don't you don't like how driven this guy is getting and that's that's an issue well, well
0: it is interesting cuz when i make fun of pam and i'll post it like on instagram every now and again the defenders of her are a very similar crop you know like it, it, you're almost defending yourself because pam yes. does represent a lot of people out there sure. there's a lot of people that go yeah i didn't go to art school because i wanted to get married i wanted to have kids and that's yes. the choice i made for my life and then you go Pam, you're holding him back. And she goes, and then they go, well, what about the concessions Pam made? You know, like that. It is interesting that these TV characters represent like you playing your life out sometimes.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that, that's what's so good about that show is that even though it's a wacky show, there's a lot of – like it's so funny and the whole the, the main focal point is the comedy of the show, but it's that, that real-life comedy. So the fact that you're getting that real-life awkward comedy in the office, at the same time, you're getting real-life subtle drama that happens in people's yeah. lives. And that's why it's so relatable because you're like, holy shit, I've been in this situation. It's not just like – the single guy with Jonathan Silverman, and he's like, I'm dating too much. I got these sitcom problems. It really is like I am in love with this girl, and she's getting married. And that, that really fucking happens. And yeah. they were so good at pulling off how it would come
0: off that people are like, I know these people, and these are my people. And also you had enough wacky of everyone else that you could have this be like the third storyline or the second storyline and have a, a little tinge of it.
1: Yes, absolutely. You can, like that's why it was so good because it was sprinkled in throughout the entire thing, and it really like how many how many times has uh, even, like even unrequited or somebody you're into is with somebody or whatever it is, and and you, the you can feel that in your stomach, the like you can just feel what this guy's going through. The whole time, like it, 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 it's yeah. so it's so goddamn realistic than any other show. Like, I'm not gonna watch some other sitcom and be like, "Oh, I can really relate to this random corny guy
0: that's going through these dating." Par- like this, that actually it made it for real. Like, it made it, it probably for real. helped it that it didn't have a laugh track too. Absolutely, 100%. that's gotta help it because then then it feels a little bit more seamless. But yep, listen, I, I, I we could go on about Jim and Pam for hours. JTrainPodcast, Jtrain <laughs> podcast. <gmail.com>, J-train <laughs> podcast. At Jima.com, here with Sean Donnelly at Shawnee Time. Go follow, go follow, go follow DYM. That's the podcast. Every Friday, get subscribed. The DYM podcast. We are sponsored, people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Hello Tushy. It's hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us wipe instead of wash. Imagine jumping in the shower, not turning on the water, just wiping your body with dry paper. People would call you crazy. So why wipe with dry toilet paper instead of washing with water? For years, bidets have been available, but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. But now there's Hello tushy i will tell you right now i would encourage all of you to make the leap because i have a hello tushy and let me let me give you the it it is very hard to find a luxury that also saves you money and improves your life sometimes luxuries are just you know you know you you have it you do it you know You know, eating chocolates, you know, chocolate-covered strawberries doesn't improve your life, but it's luxurious. Having caviar is luxurious, but you're not having a better day because you had caviar. You're just like, today's a day where I enjoyed, you know, some delicious, you know, caviar. The Hello Tushy will improve your life, give you a luxurious spa after every poop, And it's going to save you money on toilet paper. I haven't bought, in our house, we haven't bought toilet paper in months. Months. But we're using the Hello Tushy every day. It feels great. I I mean, the fact that after every, I'm looking forward to poops now. Because after every poop, I'm doing this. (sighs) You don't do that. Most of you are going, because that's the sound you make when you're using dry toilet paper. So the Hello Tushy not only is gonna help you save money on toilet paper, but it's also going to make your day better. And, I, and I'm saying, and they're doing it for the right price. The Hello Tushy Modern Bidet is an attachment, and it's here to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everyone. Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of water for just $79. Are you kidding me, people? You that is you don't have to buy a new toilet you don't have to buy a new bidet it is an attachment that goes on your toilet for seventy nine dollars and it attaches to your existing toilet no electricity or additional plumbing and cuts toilet paper use by eighty percent see eighty they're saying eighty percent I'm telling you I'm going like two squares of poop here so the hello tushy bidet pays for itself in a few months because with hello tushy you don't wipe at all I give a couple away I, I you know I, I do a a pat-down. Even the best two-ply just can't cut it when it comes to hands-free poop experience. So, Also, every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. So they're backing it up, people. Join the millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com slash jtrain to get 10, 10, 10, 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash jtrain for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com slash jtrain for 10% off. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Lucy Nicotine. I have to say, we're heading towards the holiday season, which also means the new year, which also means self-improvement time. This is the time year where we evaluate. We we look at the thing that we've done over the past year, and 2020 has been a tough one, and we say, how do I make a difference? How do I make a new move? How do I... Uh, look at myself and better myself for the next year. How do I make twenty twenty one better than twenty twenty, better than twenty nineteen, better than twenty eighteen? What are the things that I can work on? And I do this every year. I do this every single year. What's and I and I try to simplify it. What's one thing that I can help my that, that I can uh, better myself with that will trickle down to the rest of my daily habits. And Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists to make a tobacco alternative that doesn't taste bad. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine in cherry ice flavor, each and every flavor actually tastes great. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, and on the go, or even in the gym. The trick is to have it for when you need it, be prepared it's 2020. Get rid of your cigarettes. Unplug your vape. Throw out your dip and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is a great, this is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. I'll say this. The, I don't smoke cigarettes, but as far as habits are concerned and breaking habits, it's all about having the tools right at your fingertips. I'm trying to eat better when I um, and, and if and the, the biggest asset to me eating better is having like an RX bar nearby and not getting to the point of starvation. And I say starvation, you know, with finger quotes, but not getting to the point of hunger where i make the mistake and i would assume the same thing goes for smoking cigarettes it's not about you know it's it's not about that last possible second where you're like damn it i'm in a pinch i'm just going to have the cigarette you want to ha- get ahead of it and with the lozenges and the gum from lucy and having it delivered and not being in a pu- in a pinch where it's like sunday and you go ugh i'm out of the gum i got to wait till monday to get to the store no 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 get on a program. So just for my listeners go to lucy.co and use promo code jtrain to get 20 20 20% off all products including gum and lozenges. That's lucy.co. Use promo code jtrain at checkout. Also I have to I have to give this disclaimer, uh, warning. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical but go to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code JTRAIN to get 20% off today. Jared, odd question that I know in theory no one knows but myself can answer, but hey, it's worth a shot. I've been with my boyfriend now for one year after dating for two years in college. We broke up for a myriad of reasons, but basically he was ready to settle down and I wasn't. Now we're back together and it's been great. We've communicated whatever differences we had, and we're on the same page with things that used to be hard to talk about. I am not an easy person to deal with, and for some reason, he loves me anyways. He's gentle and patient and smart and more considerate than anyone I know, and my family and friends love him. I do, too. I just don't think I'm, quote-unquote, in love with him anymore, which I know means different things to different people, and I know he now feel, feels stronger for me about me than I do about him. And he knows that we've talked about it. I want to make him happy, and I love being with him. And I know I should be uh, would be content to spend the rest of my life with him. But is content enough? Shouldn't I be ecstatic, giddy, obsessed with my significant other? I don't know. We're looking to move in together soon. Long distance currently, though we have lived together in months, for months at a time with no problem. And I just don't know if I'll ever get that spark back. Am I a bad person for waiting to see what happens? Should I just end it now, even though there's no reason to? Or should I choose the happy state? option over jumping into the abyss unnecessarily. I'm not af- afraid of being alone. I'm afraid of losing an amazing aspect of my life. Thanks a million. What do you think?
1: Well, uh this is a tough one, dude. This is tough. a real tough one. Cuz this happens all the time. This happens so much. And yeah. uh I would say that the I think what, in my personal opinion, I would say the absence makes the heart grow a fonder thing. I think spending time apart would be your best bet for seeing how you feel, and if well, you well, they are long distance now, so wouldn't you think that? Oh that would yeah, be, that should do it. Yeah, um, I would say if she doesn't feel it, uh, maybe the idea of them being around each other more will make her see something in them that she's that that, that creates that spark. But to be honest, I don't know. I don't think she, if she's not into it now, I don't see it. like just like we were talking about with how if relationships as they go
0: on, like you know, things can get you know tired, and and you so yeah. It's hard to give her an answer because we can't tell her like, you know, there's no right answer here. That's the, the biggest problem is like, she's like, should I just be content for the rest of my life? No, a lot of people. Well, a lot of people would go, yeah, content for a lifetime. What's what's wrong with that? You know, and I, I don't like Well, is she content, but does content mean happy at, the, at
1: this at the same time? Because can she? Can yeah. she I don't know. I'm asking. Can she be content and be like, I'm fine with this, but not actually happy? That's really where it
0: comes down to, I think. Yeah, there's a difference between those two, and, and that doesn't have to be giddy. I think that the, the problem is everyone's like tells you, like, oh, you'll know when you know, and it's like this, like, the, you end up chasing a ghost because she's yes. like, yeah. I should have that feeling that everyone tells me about. But a lot of people just tell you that feeling because they look back on it, and they don't know that they felt that or not. I, I don't think anyone... Also... When you pinch my arm and the doctor says, what is that to you? A 10 or a one, you know, like everyone yeah. has a different tolerance for pain. Everyone feels these things differently. Right. People are, yes. Everybody's synapses are firing very differently. <laughs> yeah. So when she says I'm not an easy person to deal with, Maybe this is your version of Gid- giddy. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just trying to point out things that maybe get looked over when because there's always someone that goes, "No, when you know, you know, uh, it's gonna yes. be amazing. Yeah. You're gonna be, you're gonna be shitting your pants on a daily basis." You know, like, and you're like, "I don't know if I've ever felt that way about anything." I will say this: I, I do commend her for being pretty.
1: She sounds pretty self aware to say like, totally. "I'm not an easy person to deal with." Like, a lot of people wouldn't say that. Like, a lot of people would just not know that they're not an easy person to deal with. And I and, think another thing that might help is, has she done this in the past? Because if she has, then then I think you have to, then you have to go on a handicap or a gradient where you go, well, compared to how you felt in the past, does this surpass, like, maybe she is, like, maybe like what you said, where she's not capable of having that giddiness and that you know, you know feeling. So maybe it's the thing where, like, this is all I'm going to get to, especially if she's that, like, she seems pretty grounded to the point where she's like, and, and fairly objective enough, or maybe she won't get to the point of like, oh my God, I'm head over heels. But it just depends yeah. on if she's happy or not, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, it's very tough. And I, I think the other tough part, and I think the one thing I can really speak to her about is there might be a little guilt here. She says in yes. the email, "100 that They broke up for a myriad of reasons, but he was basically was ready. He was ready to settle down, and I wasn't. Now we're back together, and it's been great. We've communicated whatever differences we had, and but it's like you broke up the first time for the same reason you're writing in the second time. Is that what she is? That what she was saying? She said we broke up for a myriad of reasons, but basically he was ready to settle down and I wasn't. And now you're writing in again about liking him and loving him, but not being excited about it. So, you know, I, and and I would assume if that were me, where I've gone back to someone that I was told that I wasn't ready. And then I go back to them. I go, Hey, I'm more ready now. I would feel like I wasted their time or I, or where I was now because I came back the second time I'm now, stuck and yeah. and I don't mean I. that word stuck is kind of shitty to use but I would say to her you're never stuck I would say you know I, I think you're going to feel some guilt but like everyone who loves you will understand that you're just sure. trying to get to a place of feeling better maybe maybe you have to realize take that self-awareness about this relationship and put it to yourself and your mental health and maybe you went back to him for reasons that maybe a therapist could have helped you work sure. through or, or a professional, you know? Right. Absolutely. And also the the, the
1: love but not in love with thing is, is a big is a big thing. The, you you want to have that yeah. separation of uh, you, you need that even if it's not um, head over heels in love with, it, in love with is way different than that love. I love this. Yeah. I love
0: her. I'm in love with her. I'm in love with her. Like and and it's, and so, I, I mean it I mean to me it sounds like she loves this guy and she's not in love with him. Yes, right. I think even what yes
1: right I haven't just, right. So I think she's kind of answering her own questions. I, I think you said they're long distance. maybe maybe the way to go is well they're I, you said they're moving in together. was that part of it right?
0: Yeah, they're gonna move in together. I think maybe maybe you put off moving in
1: together, but he comes back and gets his own they, they date nearby because long distance is hard too. So throwing that wrench in the works, can't help the situation either. So she she might, this guy might end up moving close by and and all she needed was to see maybe aspects of him in when they, when they're closer that she didn't see when they uh, previously, you know, maybe I, I don't know, but it's definitely worth the shot of being like, let's have a normal type relationship before, before she would break it off or whatever.
0: Sure. And I would also encourage her. Like she says, I'm okay being on my own, but like, I'm not afraid of being alone, but like you went back to the same person. Now you're feeling the same way as before. Like, I, I do have a feeling here that she's like, there's some guilt involved. There's, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I, I made this person come back. And now it's like they're getting on the doorstep of moving in together and not being long distance. When you're long distance, a lot of things can be like kind of swept under the carpet. Like, it, it, it's like you guys get to have a great time together when you're together. And then when you're apart, you're like, oh, I check in with you once a day yeah. and then before I go to bed at night. Now she's like, oh, shit. This is becoming real. If you, if if your person moving closer to you is an oh shit moment, it might not be the person. But yeah, I, absolutely, I, I, and I, I, I respect the uh, you know Sean your opinion of saying like, hey, let's see what it's like in a different context in the same city. <laughs> but like, I there is a point where it's like you have tried twice. Yeah,
1: and also, and logically, the reverse of that would be like it wouldn't be the like spending more time with them it wouldn't it wouldn't make you realize, oh, I wanna be with them. Like or maybe it would. I don't know. I'm just saying that like normally it'd be the other way around where it was like, oh, we're yeah. spending too much time together. That's why I can't I I don't know if I'm into this. Like that kind of thing. You know, it should be you should be excited. You'd be more excited because it's long distance. That makes more sense.
0: Absolutely. J Train Podcast at J Train Podcast at com. Here was Sean Donnelly at Shawnee Time. Go follow, go follow, go follow the DYM podcast every Friday. Narcissism or fetish? Jared and guess, feather feather. I come to you because I need insight into my boyfriend's behavior. He's 30 years old. We're in the honeymoon phase of our relationship. Lots of quality time and sex. We've both been comfortable with expressing our sexual wants, needs, and having fun fulfilling them in bed. Recently, I noticed my boyfriend will stare into the mirror while we're having sex. At first, I thought, hot. Seeing our reflections can be a turn on. I'm into it. Then I realized the positions he puts me in would only allow him to see himself. For example, <laughs> boyfriend will be on top of me while I lay on my back and the mirror will only catch his face slash body. The past three times he's done this where he will stare at himself instead of looking at me. One time to the point of orgasm. He never mentioned to me this was a sexual thing he enjoyed. Questions, oh. is this a common male uh, behavior and should no. I be concerned at some level that my boyfriend's getting off by looking at himself, sincerely being upstage by the mirror? yes you should that's i think it's really i think think so i think it's yeah i don't
1: i do you know i've never even heard of this happen i'm not that i'm saying people aren't into the idea of watching but usually it's supposed to be unless he's it's the i I, 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 like she doesn't like she sees him looking at himself but he's seeing himself fucking that's what he's getting off of for him it might be like watching a porno or something yeah off on it that's one thing but if it's literally like a thing where she knows that he's doing it he's looking at his face in the mirror that seems like hardcore narcissism to me but like <laughs> I don't know anybody who does that the way she's putting <clears throat> the way she's putting it saying he's positioning us so he just sees himself if that's the case that's so more problematic than if he's just doing it because he's he's watching them having sex and that's what's getting him into it like it's almost like a guy a guy watches too much porno when you mm. can only get off if he's watching people talk like whatever it is so like watching that would make porno. more sense And not be yeah exactly it wouldn't that wouldn't be as bad because she's involved in that and he doesn't she doesn't know if that's if he's purposely switching the positions and she knows that for a fact and she just wants to look into his own eyes in the mirror yeah I've never heard of that before in my life that sounds like
0: on on the list of things that could be going on this seems like the like a very harmless thing like it's it's actually like I don't know the harm involved like it, it, it. I, again, I would want to be a part of the fetish that my partner has. So I think that's the most concerning thing. Yes. I think any of us would be concerned that someone is kind of secretly maneuvering us into their fetish. Like you, you don't want to be playing a part in a movie you don't even know is tape. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you think you think you're an extra and you're one of the
1: main cast members of the movie?
0: Yeah. And it's like and you do have this moment where you're like, I could I would feel a little cheap if all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, that's what was going on. I like just I would feel I do think there's a moment where it's like like if someone was like touching my foot mid sex every time and then like a year later, I found out like, yeah, I got to feel a heel. If I'm going to get off, I'd be like, well, let me in on this. Like, I, 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 yeah. I think that's a more like also, again, a side note to this is like, how good looking is he? Like, I, I think that if he has like a great body, for some reason, it's more concerning to me than if he doesn't. The, I, in my head,
1: I pictured him. Yes, I, I pictured him being very much a uh, good looking dude in shape because I think yeah. that, that's the type of person that I think would do something like that. If that's what he's doing.
0: I once um, caught my own reflection in like the window and I was like, oh, you know, get it away. Like I, <laughs> I was like, I, I gotta take a breath here. Like, yeah,
1: I think you have to. Yeah. Right. In the same way. I, I don't want to like, you wouldn't wa- usually want to watch that, but you're absolutely
0: right. Yeah, I, I want to see my body in my mind's eye. I don't want to see it with my actual yeah. eye. Yeah. Like yesterday I was, I was at the beach with my family and like, I caught my, shadow in the wrong way it was a fat shadow yeah and i was like Like i was like immediately disappointed like i i want because i had like a couple drinks and i was like feeling good i was like you know i had a good few few good days of working out and in my mind's eye i looked a certain way and then i saw my shadow and i felt like like a less confident peter pan like i just (laughs) Just really lost it all on that shadow saw. So, like, again, this guy, again, some people have the opposite feeling when they see themselves. They go, ooh, look how good I look, look how... And also the porn aspect, I think that's a bigger... I think that's what's going on more than anything. I I would guess that's why he's doing it. If I had to guess, that's why he's doing it. Because he's he's into the idea of watching that. But if I were her, I would more it's less about what the fetish is or what the thing is it's I want to be a part of it if this is something you're looking to do let me have fun with it too like and I think she's got to like go to him like hey do you is the mirror like a part of your thing because I've noticed that we are always you know we, you know, we're always, uh, you know, in a full-length mirror. Yeah, you know, we're yeah. all, you, you know, you tried to have sex with me while I bent over to, you know, brush my teeth. What's going on here? Right. And I think what happens.
1: One problem you can run into with that is like sometimes people have these things because they're like it's a secret and they're withholding it from the per- person. So it's like it makes it that much like it might, if you if they expose it, it might cease to have the same effect that it has. Like You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but,
0: but if I, I I hear that. So but if that's not the that case, I'm agreeing with you. He should,
1: he should tell her if that's the case. I agree with you. I'm just saying that that might be why he's not doing it. Cause he's like, oh, I have this little moment with myself in the mirror and that's getting me even more off to, you know, like to do it. You know, like, so that might be part of, that might be part of the fun for him is, is the, she doesn't know that I'm doing this while we're having sex. That's may, might be why the positions are getting manipulated because even even if it is the porno aspect, it could be like she doesn't know I'm looking right now. I'm looking, at, you know, like that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's the wrongness of it. Exactly, exactly. And but if that's the case, then you know you're having sex with someone who is more of a narcissist than into you. Sure, absolutely. You know, like know, if they, they yeah. can't have sex with you unless they're looking in the mirror at themselves, and now that you know, it's like oh. The blooms off the rose. You got to go, okay, I got to get away from this Like this is not yeah. Yeah, sure, the absolutely. healthiest person. Yeah.
1: I feel like when she finds out, it's not going to be a great <laughs> situation. No.
0: The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. There's a lot of economic chatter right now about the state of the market. Is it recovering? How long will it take? Have we seen the worst? But, if you're struggling to pay off high interest credit card debt, you can't wait for those answers. You need to take action. Now with Upstart, there's actually something you can do today to help fight off high interest credit card debt. Upstart is a revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. I have to say I love what Upstart's doing because it lets you investigate whether you can get help or not. That's it, that's all Upstart is doing. They're saying, You're paying uh, back a loan, you're paying some debt, you have debt in your life. If the rate that you're paying right now is higher than the upstart rate, then Upstart is here to help you make a better economic decision for you. This is the equivalent of finding $20 in your winter coat. I uh, And unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart lets you skip do, going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 500,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash jtrain to find out how low your upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash jtrain. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Postmates. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. The most exciting part of the day is when a fancy new sandwich arrives at my door. I love food, that's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. That's right, given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I have been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants, those mom and pop shops you love need support now and using Postmates helps. I did it the other day. I got a full rotisserie chicken using the Postmates pickup uh, you know, part of the app. It was great. It was from a restaurant that maybe I never would have gotten to if it wasn't for what Postmates is doing. In, this, in these times, it's no longer about burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven, dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates and on the ios or android uh uh, to find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour for a limited time postmates is giving our listeners five dollars off your first five orders for your first seven days to save five dollars on your first five deliveries download the app and use code jtrain 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 that's code jtrain for five dollars off your first five orders when you download the postmates app or sign up online anything you need anytime you need it postmate it jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with Sean Donnelly at Shawnee time go follow go follow let's do this one this is as a screenshot I'm going to forward it to you right now okay in my email yeah I'm going to email you right now okay this is very specific. We just got over Thanksgiving. I know we're taping ahead of time, but this is a Thanksgiving, this is like holiday season stuff that's coming up. Uh J Train Q, the 8:30 p.m. Happy Thanksgiving text from an X. Why? Okay? So I just sent you the screenshot and the email. You have the email. I'm going to read it right now. Uh no, I don't have it. Let me hold on. Hit refresh. I'm I'll hitting refresh. Here we go. Here we go. I just got you. All right. So Hi, want- Jared, I got I'll read it first and then we'll get to the text. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see the picture yet. Okay. Hi, Jared. I got the dreaded happy Thanksgiving text from a guy I ended things with a month ago. For background, we dated casually for nine months when I initiated the talk and asked for more of a commitment. He said he couldn't do it because of all the obligations, but wanted to keep talking and seeing me. I appreciated his honesty, but declined the offer and said we needed to let go of each other. He said he respected my decision and hopes we'll meet again one day. Since then I've missed him but I've been moving on. Then I get this fucking text and I'm back to thinking about him. I initially was excited to hear from him and replied see exchange uh see exchange attached. So let's read the exchange. Okay. I'll be see. him. You be okay. her. Okay. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you're doing
1: great. Hey, it's really great to hear, really good to hear from you. I hope you had a great day with your family and that you're doing well too.
0: Very cordial. That was a very, okay, so let's read. Reflecting on it now, I'm annoyed that he would reach out when I'm trying to move on especially when he knows how much i liked him and wanted to be with him i'm regretted i'm regretting my reply why would he uh and exes in general send holiday check-in texts does he miss me is he selfishly trying to keep me hanging on to expand expand his options or am i overthinking what was simply a nice gesture also why did he send the text so late in the day would love <laughs> Late in the day is not okay. Would love any other advice (laughs) or responding or not responding to these texts. Thanks for all you do in the last during this shitty year. So Sean, let's go through the questions. What do you think? Why do people send in the check-in holiday text to an ex? Um, I think it's the, it's, it's the putting the feelers out. It's to keep the
1: options open. Like she said, it's, it's, uh, I, I think it's also a day where he, he's with, he's with his family hanging out and he got, you know, your family, sometimes they can, they, they can take their fill by like, you know, 2 PM. So if it's later in the day and you're sick of, of talking to your aunt Mary or whatever, you know, whatever it is, uh, you might, um, You might, you're going to look at your phone and maybe he was scrolling back and he, and he, and maybe he probably did. There's a chance that he thought about her, scrolled back in the text, and then shot her a message. Uh, I don't think it was an innocent text. I think that it was a thing of like, let me see if she writes back. Let me see what she says. Let me see. Maybe, maybe he was thinking like, cause they, they had a full on relationship. I forget what she said.
0: They were like casually dating for about nine months and then she wanted to like make it more serious. And he said he couldn't get serious. Uh, I think it, I don't think it's that he wants to get serious at all. I think he was like, I think what he is
1: honest to good, uh, honest to God, I think that he was thinking, oh, maybe I can get us
0: occasionally dating again. Well, this is is deep and it's not deep at the same time. I think people send out the happy holiday texts, you know, to an ex because the holidays are lonely. If you're alone, you realize it even more. You're around family. They're wondering where you're, who, who you're seeing. You go, I'm not really seeing anybody. I had this great girl for nine months. I didn't really, you know, yeah. holidays are like when you start going, oh, you know, I'm out. And also, why is it late in the day? He's drinking. Yeah. He's got the family there. He's sick of the family, just like Sean said. I get it. He's, he's reflecting. Everyone gets a little reflective over the holidays. Oh, I have done this. I've, I've done this. Absolutely. I think everyone has. And, yeah. and 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 also, so that's the deep part. The deep part is there's loneliness. There's what am I doing? Who have I hooked up with? Who have I had a good time with? The not deep part is that he's not generally, and when people send these texts, they're generally not thinking – well, this text is what will get us back together forever. This text is no. where we can – no, no, no. This is self – this is like – this is self um, – keeping himself afloat. This is yeah. all – this is self uh, – I'm looking for a word. Preservation. Uh, this I was going to say self-affirmizing, whatever they – what do they call it? Where I it's think, like uh, – yeah. Uh, maybe affirm. whatever. I think it's preservation of like your own – Oh, Yeah emotional state where you're like i'm alone i feel lonely who can i text oh this person and i had a pretty good ending i'll send them a text to them it's not i and i know this is hard to believe but to them it's not oh she would have she really wanted to be together i should text her because now we can be together it's no that ended fine i'm gonna let her know i'm still friendly i'm still here And what happens a lot of time with these people is that you start to text from a happy Thanksgiving text, and then they get down the line a little bit with it, and then it's like, hey, let's do a date, and then they go, and then they get really close to coming back to you until they scurry away because they realize, oh, my God, there is more – I'm signing up for more than just – a hangout or a hookup.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially if that's the way that she was going into it. In the light of day, like when it's not Thanksgiving and then things start picking up for him again and and and, and it's it's not him pondering whatever and not feeling lonely like you said. We, mm. we, we turn to our phones when we're lonely and that this is the, that exact case. So yeah, he might get to the point where he's like, wait, what was I thinking?
0: What am I doing? Yeah, and, and so she says, am I overthinking? You're not overthinking it, but he's not thinking of it as much as you and Absolutely. so you know he's thinking of it as loneliness get rid of loneliness let me text woman who has said yes to my naked body before <laughs> yes and yes, that's yes. that's it <laughs> and then i'll deal with the consequences later and again i don't think her text back hey it's really good to hear from you i hope you had a really great day with your friend and family and you're doing well too Hers was professional enough that it didn't feel... It wasn't she, like she was like, oh, I miss you so much. No, not even close. I think she was very nice, but yeah. I think her regret probably comes from, hey, now I've left the door open for more texts like this in the future to bring me back to a bad place. I think when you have an ending with someone, it is okay to let someone know that this text brings you to a negative place, she, which she was. So I, I think like... She was very nice. I I appreciate the way she texted back, but she could also say, if he texts again, she could also say, hey, thinking back to that Thanksgiving text, I really wasn't happy to hear from you because it made me a little upset because I did like you, and it made me rethink decisions that were made in the past, and I really didn't need to go down that road because it seems like you didn't take that text as seriously as I took receiving it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And you know what? You're right. Like the grown up thing, like not the grown up thing, but she's totally valid if she was to send a text back like that because that's the reality of the situation. He's trying to play that game of like, how are you? And it's like that, the the politeness level, keeping it above board of like the, oh, I'm just checking in. And then it's like, no, you're not. You have, maybe it's not devious, but it's not not devious. It's like,
0: it's a little. You're using me as a band aid. And that might not be a big deal to you, but it is a big deal to me. Right. And and that's why she's feeling shitty right now. It's like, listen, you made no mistakes, but if you want for the next time, if, if he reaches out again, which it sounds like he might. He probably will. Um, he probably will. Then, then you do have the right to say, hey, this puts me in a bad place. I tried, you know, being more than just a hookup with you. You said no to that. Now you're reaching out to me and it makes me feel a little cheap, I would think. Uh, absolutely
1: and it, and it should because that's kind of where it's coming from he wants to get the he, if i had to guess he wants the same situation that he had and maybe nothing is going on at the moment so he's like why don't i try this out again because she's nice enough and i'll just say hello and then he has the plausible deniability to go i was just saying i was just saying hi i was just saying of hi course. but we all know that it's not just
0: that it's like you know- and and he has given the problem is he's working off the contract that he put was an all stop at you got you guys ended at you offering him a contract going, I would like to be more. And he was like, no, I'll give you this contract where we stay exactly where we are. And you said, no, thank you. So to him, this is him re-giving his own contract. This is him going. Hey, still here. Yeah. Still looking for casual. And yeah. then you writing back, you know, thanks. It, it, it's annoying. It's like, I've already said no to that content. Yeah, yeah. Get exactly. the fuck out of here. Yeah. J train yeah. podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Sean Donnelly, thank you so much for coming on this. Thank you for having me, my f- your friend, my friend, <laughs> me friend. <laughs> Everyone go follow Sean at Shawnee Time. Uh, go follow uh, at the the DYM podcast that's where you got to go every Friday celebrate on Sirius XM every Wednesday at four o'clock go 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 at shiny time thank you Sean great to see you buddy thank you brother (laughs) and I'm Jared Freed we're here every Monday and Thursdays with your emails your stories your questions we'll be back next episode boom